I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. Hello, and welcome to episode number 315 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'm super excited to be back in your earbuds again this week. And this episode is part two of my three-part series on how to navigate the early stages of dating someone new without the stress, anxiety, or fear. And I am defining the early stages of dating someone new, beginning with the first few texts that you might send when you meet someone on the apps or in real life all the way to the, we're dating, but what's going on here? Or what are we doing? Or where is this going? Everything in between, I do think will apply for what I'm talking about in this three-part series. I do recommend listening to the first episode before you listen to this one in this series. However, you do you when I am going to review and recap a little bit, uh, just because you probably consumed a lot of information between the time you listened to this episode and the first episode in this series. So a little review never hurt anyone and sometimes repetition makes it so that you can actually learn something and really uh, integrate it. So in the first episode, I talked a lot about fear-based decisions and intuitive-based decisions. Fear-based decisions are decisions that you make make out of fear. And I'm not talking about fear as in like there's a really dangerous situation that you're in. Obviously, you make fear-based decisions in those situations. I'm talking about you are afraid of being single. You are afraid of what people will think if you have another quote-unquote failed relationship. And so you stay with someone or you stay with someone because you're like, well, maybe this is the best I can do. There isn't anyone else out there. All of those kinds of decisions and actions or lack of actions that you take from those fears, those are those are fear-based decisions where the fear is real in the sense that you feel it, but it's not real in the sense of like, it's not actually real. It's not actually a bear chasing you, if you know what I mean. Intuitive-based decisions are decisions that 
you know, come from your intuition. So let's say you're dating someone and everything seems great on paper. They seem available. They really like you. Um, They check all the boxes. They've got a good career and they've got a good relationship with their kids or they want kids or whatever, right? However, you just don't feel it. And so you just have to say no to the relationship, even though it just seems like, again, on paper, it could be so great. That would be an intuitive-based no. You could stay in that relationship, but then you'd be making a fear-based yes. And I would argue that if you look back at your love life, also other decisions you made in other parts of your life, in your career or finances or health or where you're going to live or whatever, when you look back at the decisions you made, if you've made fear-based or intuition-based decisions, you can probably see what some of those outcomes were. And more often than not, intuitive-based decisions were probably a good thing, right? And the fear-based decisions just didn't really take you where you you know, wanted to go, where you might even call them bad decisions, right? And then at the end of last week's episode, I argue that embodied dating though it might seem scary, is a better way to date because you'll be dating from your intuition rather than your your fear. And it's called embodied dating because you actually get the information that you need to make decisions from your body. I'm going to give you a little bit of a broader definition. We're going to dive into that in a second. But I just want to start this episode off with some definitions. I mentioned this in last week's episode, but it bears mentioning again because I can't overemphasize it enough. When I'm talking about fear... In last episode, today's episode, this is really, honestly, this entire podcast, whenever I mention fear, I'm talking about the stories that you tell yourself that have little to no basis in present day fact. And I say present day very intentionally because sometimes those fears or beliefs had good reason to be there at some point, right? Especially, you know, if it's, you know, we talk a lot about inner child work and things that happened in childhood or previous relationships. And if you grew up in a house where there was, lots of scary things happening, then obviously feeling fear would be a very normal thing to do because that fear was going to allow you to take actions to keep yourself safe. And sometimes that even meant physically safe. And the same thing might be true from previous relationships, etc. But if you still live as if those fears are real present in your life, like as if you're literally living in your dad's house or in that old relationship or whatever, like right now when you're not, those are fear-based actions. And that is almost always going to keep you in your comfort zone. And that's not going to allow you to be emotionally available enough for the relationship that you really want. Okay, the next thing that I want to define is anxiety and stress. I talk about that a lot in today's episode, as well as next week's episode in the series. Obviously, anxiety has a clinical definition. And I'm not talking about that. I'm not here. I'm not in the business of diagnosing Uh, anyone with any kind of anxiety. What I mean is when the thoughts and beliefs you have don't align with what's real, that will often create anxiety. So for example, if you are thinking about what may happen in the future or what may not happen in the future, like, are you going to have another date? Is this person going to text you back? Do they like you back? All the stuff is things that may or may not happen in the future. And when that's when your thoughts and beliefs are, it's not really real right? Like I can rub my hands together and I can even clap my hands together and you can hear me do that, right? Like you can hear that, right? Your ears are actually listening to my voice right now. They were actually listening to my hands clap, right? My hands aren't clapping anymore. And so now you can think about what it sounded like when my hands were clapping in your ears. And you can think about what it might sound like when my hands clap (laughs) in like five minutes from now, which I'm not going to do, but you can imagine what that might sound like, right? So 
when your brain is going to places that you can't actually see or feel or hear or smell with your own senses, with your own body, then you're getting into territory where you might create some stress and anxiety. So again, the way that might apply is, does this person like me? Or are they going to write me back? Or are we going to have another date? Are they going to initiate the next date or whatever it is? You can play these things out in your head over and over and over again. But unless there's actually something actually happening in real life where you're talking with the other person about what they feel or what you're going to do when you're going to see them, then you're just creating a bunch of stories in your head, a bunch of worry, most likely. And that is the root of a lot of the anxiety and stress and fear and all those things that you might feel in the early stages of dating. So really, you have one of two options. You can either A, just be like, that's not what's going on right now. I have to do this thing. I have to do my job or I'm on this run. So I'm not focusing on that. And then you just bring yourself back into your body. You can feel, you know, like if you're at work, you can feel your seat against, you know, the back of the chair, or you can feel the clothes on your body. You can come back to your breath and just do a few breathing exercises, bring yourself back in present time, or you can make something in present time. So what I mean by that is let's say you don't know how someone feels, or you don't know if you're going to see each other again, well, then you can bring it to present time, meaning that you reach out to the person and friggin' ask, you know what I mean? And then you're going to actually be having a conversation in present time, where then you can actually take action and deal with things as they come up right? So what I need you to know, again, like, yes, anxiety does have a clinical definition. I'm not doing that in this podcast or really ever. I don't diagnose. But for the purposes of what we're talking about here is when something is going on in your brain, and it's not real time, either you have to come back to real time, or you have to make the thing that you're playing out in real time by initiating the action or conversation. Okay, so next, I want to talk a little bit about embodied dating and what it is. So the way to reduce the stress and anxiety, either by bringing yourself into present time or bringing the necessary conversation into present time is embodied dating. Embodied dating will tell you everything that you need to do in any given moment. Because the thing is, when you really think about it, like there are so many, there are infinite potential situations that you could find yourself in, in a relationship and dating, there is no way I could possibly cover every single potential scenario, because there's literally infinite numbers of scenarios, right? You know, in your life and all my clients lives, everything. So what you can do or what I can do is teach you how to listen to your body, what you need, what you feel, figure out the disconnect between how you feel and what you need are and then, you know, get those things, whether through yourself or through the person that you're dating or something else. Um, And you can do that all through embodied dating. So embodied dating is a term that I came up with. I think I I haven't, you know, I, I don't see anyone else doing this kind of work in this space. And it's a way of dating in which your body calls the shots. And it's a way of connecting with your needs and desires that are deep inside and true to you. And you feel all of these signals through your body. This is in contrast to autopilot behaviors and beliefs that might come from society and or family of origin, but really it's probably both. I believe that the root of suffering in dating is when your head overrides your body. Embodied dating does not rejection proof you, but it can alleviate potential heartbreaks, anxiety, and disconnect because your body knows the way. 
The work is to listen, trust, and then act upon it. A lot of times people know exactly what their intuition is saying, but they tend to ignore it and take the fear-based action instead. I will tell you that you cannot avoid pain in love, in relationships. Uh, You can avoid suffering. Suffering is resisting what is. It's resisting how you feel. Pain is just someone not liking you back. Pain is someone saying something or doing something that hurts you. And unless you want to live like a hermit, you can't necessarily avoid that. However, I do think that embodied dating can help mitigate some of that because you will be able to see red flags and kind of pick up on people's energy, especially like, I don't want to say bad energy, but just, I don't know, low vibe energy. I don't know. I don't like to say that either, but you know what I mean, right? Okay. Uh, Most important, embodied dating is a result of integration. So learning information about healing, learning information about attachment styles or law of attraction or communication, et cetera, et cetera, can be helpful and sometimes necessary. Also unpacking past relationships, unpacking past, uh, you know, your childhood, your relationship with your parents, all of that can, well, not can be, but is super useful and sometimes required. Uh, But this is not healing. Integration requires time to feel feelings, even uncomfortable ones, um, unpack those beliefs, actions and triggers that come from those feelings. Um, You have to be able to heal those feelings that come up and then you have to practice it. And then when things don't go exactly the way you want them to go, because they rarely will, then you have to get curious and okay, where do things kind of break down? Or where did things go better than I expected? Where do things not go as, as I expected? And you get curious and you learn from that and you start the process all over again. And you will likely do this over and over and over and over again. By my definition, that is integration within this larger framework of embodied dating. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So embodied dating is not about doing it right the first time or really ever. It's about trying something new. So for example, let's say you're previously in a codependent relationship, right? So the next time you date, you might be thinking to yourself like, wow, I don't want to be in a relationship like that again, because that really sucked. And I felt exhausted and I was with a narcissist and that was horrible, right? And those would be completely valid, reasonable thoughts and feelings to have about your previous relationship, right? 
The problem is, is that you might want to date the next time and just get it just right. You know what I mean? Like just get right into that sweet spot of where you rely on each other, where you have like this interdependence, but you're not codependent and you're not too independent from the person, but it's just the sweet spot, right? And that is a wonderful place to be in a healthy relationship. The problem is, is that you're setting yourself up to fail because the likelihood of you getting into that just perfect spot, just I mean, it might happen. I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball, but for the most part, it's probably not going to happen. And you might end up in a relationship. Your next one might be codependent, but not quite as codependent as the previous one. Or you might end up in a relationship where you're kind of both avoidant from each other, where you're both hyper independent, like too independent from each other. You will probably have to do this over and over again. So let me let me give you an example. Imagine that you have this pendulum, right? On one end of the pendulum, so one end of the spectrum is a codependent relationship. It's like toxic, probably even abusive. You're maybe with a narcissist, all that kind of stuff. And then the total other end of the relationship is two people who are hyper independent, maybe even avoidant, trying to date and trying to be in a relationship, which probably wouldn't work either, right? So if you were in the codependent relationship, like the really unhealthy one, when you go out and date again, for good obvious reasons, you probably don't want a relationship like that again, right? For I don't for reasons I don't need to explain because again, pretty obvious here. The problem though is that you want perfection, right? You want to get that sweet spot. You don't want to be codependent, but you don't want to be so avoidant or hyper independent that you can't even relate or be emotionally vulnerable or intimate with each other, right? So you want to get into this middle spot. But again, the likelihood of you being able to just get the perfect spot, especially after being in a really codependent, unhealthy relationship, I don't want to say it's impossible because anything's possible and I don't have a crystal ball. But the thing is, is that you might have to try it a few times to see like what you need and how you can get into that sweet spot for you. So maybe your relationship right after your codependent relationship is maybe a little too on the avoidant side. And so then you have to end that relationship and you swing a little, then it gets a little too close to them. It's a little more codependent than you want it to be. And so then you have to kind of come back out and swing back further until you can find that sweet spot of where you're more interdependent with each other. So you still have your own lives and your own interests and your own, you know, personality, all that kind of stuff. But then you have, you know, like, it's like that Venn diagram, you come together and you have that you have that shared spot. That's the relationship. That's that's the team. That's a great goal to get to. But again, it might take you a few tries of practicing and trying and integrating and healing and learning and growing until you can get to that spot. And embodied dating can guide you to doing that. The problem is, is that when you date from fear, which is your head, which I've been talking all about these, you know, these last two episodes, is that you put so much pressure on yourself to not mess up or not make the same mistake that you end up making the same mistake or getting the same kind of relationship again, because you're kind of treating yourself like dirt and treating yourself like dirt or or other people treating yourself like dirt is part of the problem of what created that initial relationship in the first place. Okay. So the general process of embodied dating comes in three parts. The first part is to simply feel. What do I feel and what part of me feels it? And this is important because you might say, well, I feel fear or I really feel love or whatever. But again, you have to be familiar or you have to get to know yourself so that you know what part of yourself feels the love or feels scared because maybe it's the inner child part of you or maybe it's the part of you that was in that crappy relationship that's feeling the fear. And it's not like this deeper, higher knowing part of you. So you have to first know how you feel. If you don't know how you feel, it's going to be very hard to 
ask for what you want, it's going to be very hard for you to connect with someone else because you're not in tune and connected with yourself. Now, some people, this part of the process is super easy for them because they're just very, they're highly, highly sensitive, they're just high feeling people, they're very intuitive. I would not say I'm one of these people. <laughs> so if you're not, don't worry, you're in good company. I can teach you how. And you know, again, some people will spend a little bit more time here because they've gotten so good at shutting down their feelings that it does take some practice to be like, damn, how do I feel? Or what does that make me feel like? Um, And kind of figuring that out. And then once you feel what you feel, and you can identify what part of yourself feels something, because again, sometimes we can get like, this fear and the fear is like, ah, that's a no. But like, really, it's like, the inner child part of you that's feeling the fear and not like this deeper knowing part of you that's feeling the fear. That's why knowing what part of you is feeling the emotion is important. Okay, so the second part of embodied dating is the acceptance and the understanding. So this is understanding why you feel a certain way. Like, okay, I feel a lot of fear right now, or I feel a lot of anxiety because I'm not accepting what's real, or I'm I'm feeling a lot of anxiety because I am trying to get this person to love me and I can feel that it's just my inner child wanting to feel good enough or wanting to feel seen or loved by dad or whatever. You know what I mean? This is where you start doing a little bit of the digging because you have to understand why you feel it because that's going to dictate the third part, which is to deal. So it's feel, accept, deal. I tried to find a word that rhymed with feel and deal (laughs) that vaguely meant accepting or understanding, but I just couldn't do it. Um, I I was just in the thesaurus like way too deep. And I was like, Oh, my God, I need to like just record this friggin episode already. Anyways, so you have to understand why you feel the way you feel in order to deal. Because to deal with it usually takes one of two paths. Now, again, there's lots of different situations, lots of potential actions, but they're generally down one of two paths. Either one, the feeling is on you and you, it's your side of the street and you have to deal with it. Or two, the other person is not really pulling their weight, not really showing up for their 50% of the relationship and you need to have a conversation. So you need to set a boundary, ask for what you need, create an agreement, et cetera, et cetera. So for example, let's say you're feeling a little insecure in this new relationship because you don't hear from this person enough and you don't have you know, you don't have dates planned out in advance. And it's kind of just like, you know, all on a whim. And you just like to have a little bit more structure. And you also just want to know when you're spending time together, because one, you just like to have that security of knowing, but also like you like to plan, you're a planner. So you want to know, right? So you felt you're feeling a little anxious, you accepted, you figured out why you're feeling why you're feeling. And now you can start dealing with it. So you might need to start having some conversations around like, hey, I need to, you know, have some things planned in advance because I've got other things going on. I've got this and that. And I just need to know when I'm seeing you so that I can block that time off and I can get other things done during the other time. So that might be true. And also you might be realizing that there's a part of you that really needs that attention from this person because it's bumping up against, you know, not getting attention from or the kind of attention you wanted from your mom or from your dad or whatever. So that would be on your side of the street. But you've got to be able to discern what is what and what where the feelings are coming from so you can take appropriate action. Because what ends up happening is you might feel a certain way, but it's actually a feeling that's coming from your side of the street that's kind of on your your end, your responsibility, but you put it on the other person 
or the complete opposite happens where you're in a relationship where someone's not really pulling their weight and you're like, oh, it's just my stuff. I'm getting triggered. It's my inner child stuff. And that might be true. And also what might be true is that the other person's not pulling their fair share and you don't say anything because you're talking it up all to you and your own stuff. So feel, accept, deal is my overarching process to embodied dating. And I think when you can learn this three-part process and really understand the nuances and how it works and how it can apply to whatever situation you're in, I really do believe that it's radically going to change. I think it's going to change your life in general because it'll just be a new way of thinking and how you approach different situations, especially tricky situations in your life. But obviously, it'll help your love life because that's what we're going to be focusing on. But I think you can apply it to other parts too is all I'm trying to say. So this three-part process of embodied dating, I'm teaching in my brand new workshop called Embodied Dating, How to Navigate Dating Someone New Without the Stress, Anxiety, or Fear. And enrollment for this workshop opens on Monday, June 20th. So make sure that you are on my email list and make sure you're on the wait list so that you can enroll because I'm only going to be accepting 40 people into the workshop because I want to keep it relatively small so that I have plenty of time and space to answer all the questions that come up and all that kind of good stuff. And this is only going to be $99. So it's less than a hundred bucks. And it's by far by a long stretch, the most affordable way to work with me. I am teaching these workshops live so that if you can come live, you can ask questions. If you can't come live, but you can still catch up on the recordings, we'll be able to email your questions in ahead of time so that I can answer them for you on the workshop. And I'm just really, really excited. So I want you to head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash embodied dating. If it's not June 20th yet, the wait list will be up and I want you to sign up for the wait list because everyone on the wait list will actually get the email first on June 19th where you can sign up. And again, there's only 40 spots um, and that will fill up really quickly. So that will pretty much guarantee that you'll get in if you're on the wait list. If you are listening to this much later then you can still go to veronicagrant.com forward slash embodied dating. And if the workshop has sold out, we might be putting new dates on the calendar. I might also expand embodied dating into a larger, bigger experience for you all. I'm not really sure what I'm doing after this initial $99 workshop in a couple of weeks or next week. But again, if you go to veronicagrant.com forward slash embodied dating, whenever you're listening to this, even if the initial 40 spots are sold out, the next steps will be there. It'll either be a wait list to the next iteration of this or the next or it'll be a wait list to the next time I'm running this workshop, etc. So again, if you would like to join me in my three-part workshop, Embodied Dating for less than $100, then veronicagrant.com forward slash embodied dating is the place you want to go to. All right, my dear, I will see you next week for part three of this series, how to navigate the early stages of dating someone new. And I hope to see you all in Embodied Dating. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And that's also the place you can sign up to be coached by me here on the show. And if you love this podcast, please leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. It helps more incredible women like you find this show and find real love. Until next time, remember, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You're not broken and you don't need to be fixed. Just because you've never had the relationship you want before doesn't mean you can't have it now. Hi. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.